You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Herb Hamm. On the program today, we focus on trusts, one of the most powerful and yet often overlooked ways for families to protect their estates. We begin this segment with trust and estate planning specialist, Sherry McMillan. So I would say, traditionally speaking, 90 to 95% of us currently um, have uh, have always gone about planning our estate, that we own our estate through our lifespan, and then one day when we pass, we do craft or draft a will, and a will is a document that executes how our asset base will be distributed. So this is the most commonly understood document. It's the one that I would suggest, again, the majority of our population, based on history, we can continue to utilize. The challenge with that particular document, unfortunately, is it's not private, and not only is it not private, it can assure us that our wishes will be met. Now, I know it sounds strange because it is a legal document and you would assume the otherwise, but it's not certain. And so this is one of the challenges with will planning today. We actually have a rule of thumb within the area of estate planning, and that is that if an estate has a value of more than a million dollars in value today, we actually suggest you've outgrown the will process in utilizing a will in your family's affairs. Alternatively, the wonderful opportunity we have is something called a trust. And a trust is a separate document, separate of a will, and it can lay out your wishes, but very similar to a will. But here's the great part about it. It is certain. And because it is certain, many families want to use this new opportunity in Canada, although a very old opportunity in old British law, um, but we're looking at it from a different point of view today to make sure that our wishes are being safeguarded. And, and, and connects directly to a life plan in action. That's right. And so one of the real benefits that we have in Canada specifically is the affluence that we've created over the last few decades. Uh, We have more and more millionaires today. And so a lot of these families have chosen, because they're very smart, in my opinion, to go south in the winter and spend seasons, uh, you know, in the warmer climates in the harsh winter. Because of that, they open up a little bit of Pandora's box from a legal point of view because they are a resident part of the year in America. Then they open themselves up to what we call a liability issue in their estate. So, you know, you assume that when you design for retirement, you've put your estate in good order. But what can happen is things can show up in decades of retirement that we wouldn't expect. So let's say I have a wonderful uh, property in California that I go to every season, but then I get in a car accident whilst I'm there, or one of my contractors falls off my roof. All of a sudden, I might be in a libelous position. Even though I'm a Canadian, America has different legal systems than we do, as everyone knows. And so all of a sudden, I've put my own Canadian estate in jeopardy to, say, a liability. But then there's also tax consequences. The moment I have assets outside of the jurisdiction I live, I have then multiple estates. And again, I have tax consequences to consider. So one of the unique privileges we have is a trust. 
is an entity unto itself, and it can have ownership of all of our asset base if we so choose. And so the benefit of that is trusts are very well behaved. They don't actually do anything wrong. They don't fall off a roof. Um, We tease our clients that drive the big motor homes um, without special driver's license in America. But, you know, ultimately, if we put this kind of trust design around our asset base for retirement, we can be certain we're going to keep it to protect our lifestyle through those decades ahead. And joining the conversation is legal expert Roland Lequie talking about another practical and powerful benefit of trusts. When you have an estate that's held in your personal name, at the point of your death, it passes to your executors, and the executor's job is to collect assets, pay your bills, pay your debts, and pass on the remainder to your beneficiaries. Now, the problem is, if you have a house, land titles will not simply transfer the title from the name of the deceased to the beneficiary without some sort of court-ordered document that grants them the authority. And that's what a grant of probate is. It's simply a process to validate a will so that institutions such as a bank, insurance companies, land titles office, they will use that as a basis to transfer an asset from the deceased to the beneficiary. And of course, the process in getting a grant of probate is an open public process through the courts. And when you involve the courts in any matter, it's going to take a lot of time and be very expensive. And that is essentially one of the major drawbacks to using the will process and the probate is the the time and effort and, and cost. And just to expand on what you're suggesting, Roland, from a practical point of view, um, my experience reflects within our office that if a family has crafted their will through trust planning versus the will planning process, their trust execution of their estate can be literally a 30 to 60 day window of time where when someone has passed the family members receive the inheritance that rapidly so if it's your spouse it's very beneficial because they need that asset base to move forward if it's your children it's an opportunity cost situation because if i inherit a million dollars a year and a half sooner because i don't have to go through probate what can i create and accomplish with that value and so we think that there's a really practical part of trust planning that families have to give contemplation to as well it's not just the frustration of having to wait and go through all the paperwork and all the semantics and all the government agencies it's also the freedom to have control over that estate very, very rapidly when that particular party has passed on. And releasing the administrators, literally relieving them of a burden. Yes, in the probate process, there is a lot of work uh, left for the executor, the the, the, uh, administrator to do. Uh, Often they'll hire a lawyer, which, you know, is hopefully uh, of a big assistance, but in some cases it, it just adds extra parties around the table and extra processes you have to go through. If you can organize your estate through a trust, you're dealing with a lot of those questions in your own lifetime. It's decisions you're making, procedures you're putting in place now, as opposed to waiting until after your death and pushing that obligation onto your executor. I recall a particular family that we assisted over the years, Roland, and It was a wonderful father that had left his estate to his daughter. And we had utilized a trust design in order for that transfer to happen rapidly and not interrupt the family business, was the rationale behind the structure. 
And when the father sadly did pass, the daughter came in for a session to say, what do I now need to do in order to inherit the family business and move forward with the wealth? And she expected, you know, the traditional process of a year to two years of rigmarole, paperwork, waiting, um, all of those types of things that we would expect when we've lost a parent and we're going to inherit. Well, we shared with her because the trust had already been established in her father's lifespan. It's like he had already executed the estate to her in advance of his passing. And so actually, all we needed to do is change father from being the trustee from a legal point of view, make her the new trustee because she was ultimately the next appointee and move forward. So after we completed that hour of work, and literally it was an hour, she called back about 30 days later and she said she had been speaking to a few people and there was just no way possible that there was no more work to do. She just inherited a family business. And we had to assure, I think, three or four times that in fact, no, because they had chosen to utilize such a powerful tool such as a trust, we had bypassed all of that legwork and cost for that particular family situation. So the, a theme that is really uh, illuminating here is, is the practicality of it, how, how well trusts work. Well, there's nothing more frustrating when you're already in distress because you've lost someone you love to now have to contend with government agency, chartered banks, the legalities of things. I mean, we don't want to do that in our best health and on our best days. And then to aggravate the situation, we're in emotional distress, and now we have you know, petty forms to fill out, and if we don't cross the T properly or dot the I, the paperwork gets rejected, we start over again. I mean, this is a common practice when we look at estates, what really happens to families. And it's so frustrating. And one of the other real risks of appointing somebody um, as the executor of the will when we're looking at probate is that poor person has been put into the corner because ultimately if they don't get things done in a timely basis, the remainder of the beneficiaries, the other family members usually point the finger like, what is taking so long? How come we're not receiving the estate so rapidly? And we see this very commonly. It's one of the questions that Roland and I are frequently asked. But very sadly, if people have chosen to utilize a will and have to go through that course of probate, then unfortunately we have that time horizon and that frustration for that family to face. Our experts will be back after this short break to talk about how trusts work. This is The Strong Room. 